You're listening to Carl and Catherine on 88.3 Southern FM. Good afternoon to you. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? I could see in your face you were going to do that, and I was like, please don't, please don't. Anyway. And I did. I love how Bayside, it was beautiful and sunny earlier, and then as soon as four o'clock hits, the sun's back in. I thought you were going to say, as soon as I showed up, nothing. <laughs> and that would be pretty fair, I reckon. Yeah. You know what? It's fine, though. It's fine because it's Friday, not the weekend just yet, but it's just around the corner. But we've got a big show to keep you entertained until 5 o'clock, obviously. 5 or 6? No, for the weekend to kick off. Oh, and sorry. then we get okay. into weekend mode. Come on, keep up, son. My bad, okay? Goodness me. I missed one hour of the show last week. I know. So you're doing overtime today. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it. You're going to keep up to get on the payroll. I um, told you I'm only good for an hour. I'm only good value <laughs> at the end of the week for an hour. Anyway, we've got a big show lined up. Obviously, we'd love to hear from you. 0404 736 Obviously, um, very shock discovery this week in Melbourne town. Was it? A certain somebody was roaming around Fed Square. We'll get into that a little bit later. Oh, no, I don't even want to talk about it. But the Veronica's have got a new song. It's called Godzilla. Hey, Bayside, I don't know if you're aware that something massive happened in this good state of ours. What's this that? This week. I was, so we finished the show Monday morning mm. and then I headed off to work and I was just chilling, doing my retail life and I checked my phone and there's so many messages and I was like, who died? Like that was initially the uh, first thing I thought, now who that's, died? That's a wrong thing to assume. And my um, phone's got one of those face recognition things. So you see all these messages, but until it actually sees my face, it doesn't open anything because you know, right. security. I don't like those. I am James Bond. Um. Anyway, I open my phone up. It recognizes my face. Thank you very much, Siri. And what I see before me kind of just broke the 13-year-old girl in me just a lot. And that is that it appears that, you know, teen pop sensation. Is that what happened? That was all lighting up mm-hmm. on Monday? Yep. The My favorite person of all time, Zac Efron, was at Fed Square. You've lost me. Um, he's filming his new show for Netflix and he's doing a bit of an Australian tour after buying land, obviously, in Byron, which we're all very familiar of. And we've sort of seen him pop up here, there and everywhere. He's bought land down under. He has. He has. His brother has now moved over infamously. And can we just say, there shouldn't be any criticism about him coming to Australia because it's sort of blown up a little bit that... Efron Jr.'s came or Efron Senior. I think he's Junior. Efron Jr. has entered the country. I do know that. You pay too much attention to the Efron family, and I'm concerned for your well-being. Anyway, so yeah, I'm seeing these pictures of Zac Efron in Fed Square, and I've never seen anything more jarring in my entire life. I know. A celebrity in Fed Square. That very rarely happens. The last time that happened in my memory was when Ellen DeGeneres did her show, and I was on a school excursion and may or may not have snuck out. Didn't end well, but you know, I had a crack at it, and I don't regret it. In hindsight, should I just have not gone to that excursion? Correct. But, you know, you live in your life. It's like the one time I saw Ricky Martin at the zoo. <laughs> Never been the same since. If Can't... I had a dollar for every time that comes up, it's at least every, like, three months on the show, and I appreciate that story even more every time you tell it. You're welcome. I'm just living La Vida Loca, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I just want to know, did anyone see Zephron? Actually, I don't know if I want to know, actually, because it might hurt me. No, you me. do, if but you have. That's the thing. If you were in Fed Square on that day, mm. and you looked over and saw him, you wouldn't believe that Zac Efron, would you? You'd say, you know what, I've got to get my head in the game. I'm not feeling great today. Yeah. That looks like Zac Efron, but it's not Zac Efron. No, no, it's definitely not Zac. And this is the point I was making on Monday on our breakfast show. I almost feel like it's going to get to a point with so many celebrities coming over here to film projects that this is going to continue to happen. And you could be on Chapel Street, you could be just on Bay Street near the station and you're going to see a celebrity and you're just going to assume that it's them now. That reminds me of the time when I was still in high school and one of my favourite artists of all time, Ringo Starr from the Beatles, was in town. Yep. He and his all-star band, I did go and see the concert. It was my first ever live concert experience and it was fantastic. Yep. But I went to school in Armadale or Malvern around that area, whatever you want to call it, in the city of Stonington. And it's a great area. It is. Anyway, Ringo is an artist in his spare time. He likes to create these, what would you call them? A mural? Yeah, something like that. 
Anyway, he had them on display at an art gallery on High Street. And on the day that he was there... You're kidding. I, I left early. So I oh, missed him. No. If I had have walked down High Street like I normally yeah. do... You would have literally bumped into Ringo Starr. To get Ringo to Star. Station, there's a chance that I could have got a f- photo with Ringo Starr. Oh. See, no wonder you're so fired up about Dave and Tomo's thing because the Beatles were in that and it just triggered some bad memories. There you go, Tomo. If you're feeling bad about yourself, which you shouldn't be, it's all him. Can I just say, on the record, I feel like I am becoming becoming more and more... You're cunning. That's right. I'm becoming more more of a person that misses highlights of your life kind of moments. Oh, well, that's a very dark turn. Well, I've never said this, but I... I'm... Yeah, uh, when I was over in America, and I claimed that I saw Will Ferrell. No, I, don't take this from me because I've been telling everyone you saw him in that stage. I actually looked the other way when he went <gasps> by, so I never got a visual of Will Ferrell. So when you said that he was wearing had his semi-pro hair, I had you don't no idea. Know. I've never actually seen. I never saw him. And you've been flexing all this time. I've been flexing when all this time. When I was time. in America. I saw Will Ferrell. He was on a bike. He was not on a bike because you didn't see. My parents and my sister saw Will Ferrell go by on a bike. And you didn't. And I heard the lady that was taking the tour around say, oh, there we go. There's Will Ferrell. And I was looking at like a need for speed car or something. (laughs) Well, there you go. The truth comes out, Bayside. Let us know if you saw Zephron or anybody else. Maybe if you saw Will Ferrell on that day. I almost missed the Olsen twins as well. I had to look twice when I looked back and, yeah, I saw them. Anyway, you're welcome. This is the Rubens Muddy Evil Pain for your Friday on Southern FM. That's the Rubens for your Friday. <laughs> it's Carl and Catherine here. Are you okay? I didn't rem- I forgot there was a cord. Then I went to put my phone on the table and I apologise if I deafened anybody. It's very sensitive. A little bit. It's a little bit. It's little, like us though. A little bit like what I'm about to go into. Oh no, but it's only... <laughs> 4.32. I know, I know. I get all the this. Friday's still so young. Get the sensitive stuff out in the oh. first hour so I can have some fun in the f- second hour. <laughs> anyway, I, I I went and did something that... You nearly just went and did something else. But I, I, I went and did something <laughs> that I've told myself I shouldn't be doing anymore. What's that? I bought another watch. No, I thought we staged an intervention about this ages ago. And I haven't told anybody about it. It came in the mail the other day and I just hit it. You see, this is the thing. This is when you know someone is addicted to something when they cannot even just show that they've done it. Like, what? how many watches have you got now? Too many. Do we actually have an official number? No. Nah. <laughs> I don't have an official number. I just love watches. It's... Well, what's different about this watch? Because I can't relate. I don't even have a single watch because I don't see the need because I've got a phone. Okay. So last year I got... Uh, a lot of watches. No, I actually didn't get too many by my standards. <laughs> I got a smartwatch. Which you would think would just be the superior. You wouldn't need anything else. Well, to be fair, I generally only wear this most yeah. days now. I don't really wear my other watches anymore. I probably will go back into wearing them, but... I got this watch because I saw it advertised online, mm-hmm. and it's a company that I am a sucker for. I just see them; they are a specific watch company. Yep. And when they appear on my socials, you've got no control. Well, I do have control. I I really do actually have control of the matter. Oh, clearly, because you bought something. But this one, I didn't have any control over. All right, go on. I want to hear what is it about this watch? Well, it was a good-looking Richmond watch. You've already got a Richmond watch. No, that was a collector's item because it said Premier's 2020. This one was more of a casual looking one. Can I show you what it looks like? I don't think I want to know, to be honest. Now, my argument is when I go to watch the Tigers play, I need to wear a watch. Can I just say, though, back on the whole, oh, this is a more casual version of a Tigers watch, I would argue wearing anything Richmond is casual. At what point is that dressed up? No offence to any of the Tiger supporters. but You, you like, don't say that. But it's true, though. No, no. That's... You're not going to go to, like, a black tie with a Richmond, tie, um, with Richmond watch. It'd look even worse if you had a Richmond tie. I think I will, actually. You've given me a good idea if I ever get invited. <laughs> I've never been invited. Well, I take that back. I have been invited to one Richmond function in my life. Yeah. It was probably See, that's the only acceptable time to have a Richmond watch. See? 
Okay, so what I'm seeing, it's nice like an looks. old school, like actual analog, like... It's got a black band. It, you can't even tell it's Richmond. Well, what does it say? Yeah, but What it's, does it's that subtle. say? Yeah, very small Richmond, but that could mean anything. There's Richmond no tiger Tigers. on there. No, yeah, I'm not a child. I don't it expect be, my watch to have If it. someone were to see that watch and it's fallen off your wrist, they would be like, oh, that's cute. That person's from Richmond. Well... That's what it looks like. It doesn't look like a Richmond football thing. It looks like the suburb Richmond. Excuse me for a moment. I think the, the drink that... I don't know if I'm choking up because I bought another wash or that drink we had before <laughs> the show's coming back to haunt me. Yeah. Well, I liked it, so I got it, and I think I need help. <laughs> I think you do too. Can you do us Any, a favour? Is anyone else a serial watch collector out there? <laughs> Well, that's the thing. What do you collect? I promise it'll be the last one I buy this year. Because my brother's having this exact same thing at the moment where all these packages are arriving at the house. I'm not every, that bad. No, but every single day I'm like, what is this? And he's into the whole basketball card thing. Oh, no. Which a lot of guys are into. No, no, no. There is a lot of money in that. My goodness. If you hold on to them for that long, my cousin's got an amazing collection. But, yeah, same thing. The cards. Like, I mean, he's only just started collecting and that's a bit different because that's kind of... I'm not saying it's practical. But it makes more sense to collect that than watches. Does it though? Yeah. See, watches can last a lot longer than cards. Yeah, but you also only need one watch. You're not going to become one of those like 90s like rappers with like all the watches up here. You're not going to become, what's the guy from High School Musical, Chad, and he had like four watches on his wrist. Did he? Yeah. I never remember. Because that's not a look that you need. No, one's enough. Yeah. Maybe two. Wait, can I just hear that again, Producer Jack? We need to cut that. Carl Bianco. In regards to watches, one is enough. Exactly, but a multiple to choose from is great. I've actually got a watch box these days. And you're going to need two by the end of it. No, maybe. Yeah. I haven't peaked. Have you got an engraved one yet? No. I'm not one on engraving. Okay. I don't even think when I get married, if I get married, I'll get anything engraved on the rings. I just, I don't like that. No, you don't like that? No, there's not much in that for me. Well, there you go. Would you, would you get an engraved something for your wedding? We're going to be talking about personalisation a little bit later in the show, actually. Oh, so let's not touch on it too much. That's news to me. But Bayside, I want to know, we want to know, what do you collect? Is it watches? And also, what side of the fence are you sitting on in this whole does Bianco need more watches thing? Are you addicted to collecting watches or collecting anything? Yeah. What are you collecting? I've still got my stamp collection. It'd probably be quite valuable because stamps are expensive. I found out the other day you need to spend a dollar ten to send anything standard in the post. And that's why we've all moved on to email. It's Carl and Catherine here for your Friday. <laughs> Driving you home. Not windscreen wiping, as it sounds sometimes. I'm having a real rough day with this microphone. I'm sorry. It's completely me. We have however many minutes we have after a song and after a break, <laughs> and yet you still go... No, you know what it was? I was too busy vibing to the song, and then I had to frantically prepare what I'm about to present to Bayside, which is a bit of a hot topic. Really? If you pardon the pun. Hot, hot, hot. Now, we, as a society, have had a discussion on this show, but just out and about since Boxing Day. Yeah. About the infamous hot cross bun. Oh, please. It's a week away before we can actually start consuming them. But what's happened is... The internet has kind of drawn a line in the sand with hot cross buns where I have publicly said, unless it's the token chocolate one, which I will have one across Easter, that's it for me, not into them. They're not my thing. Unless it has chocolate in it. Yeah, I'm not a hot cross bun person. I just don't get them. I think it's a sultana thing, but anyway. But the chocolate one has sultanas. No, it doesn't. It's yes, chocolate it chips instead. What sort of chocolate hot cross buns are you having? Not the ones you're having. Anyway, and so over the years, particularly now that supermarkets are releasing them, you know, on Boxing Day, we're seeing a whole heap of new flavours coming out. So you've got like the apple and black currant, and you've got all these crazy flavours of hot cross buns. So a hot cross bun is no longer just a hot cross bun. Until this week, when celebrity chef Jamie Oliver put on the socials... Oh, don't tell me you put Vegemite in them or something. No, but he's done something... Where apparently that is where people have decided to draw the line in the sand in regards to hot cross buns, because he put up on the socials Bianco his recipe for cheese and chive hot cross buns. How dare you! No. And that's where people are like, "That's it. We've gone too far." That is way too far. 
But why is it that we're so fine with every other flavour under the sun and the fact that they're out in December, but this is where we cross the line? There's only one kind of hot cross bun, and that is a hot cross bun. They're just... And they all just sit there. It has white icing on the top. It has sultanas in it. And you spread it with butter. And you toast it. Toast it? That's controversial. Yeah. You toast a hot... How else are you going to get it warm? You microwave it. No. That's what most people do. No, 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 no. You Come toast on, it too, Jack, Jack. Please back me up on this. You do not put it in a, in a microwave. Catherine, quick question. You're right. <laughs> what, what's wrong with you? I've been conditioned by my surroundings that everyone microwaves them. You have a chocolate one. It's not traditional in any way, shape, or no, form. No, the rest of my family have traditional ones. So why don't you join them? Because I don't like them. They just, I don't, they just don't appeal to me. Personally, yeah, I, I appreciate what they are, just get out. but like, I just don't like the taste. Bad enough. I've honestly. We... But yeah, but then this is where the controversial part comes in because you would think the hot cross bun's bad enough. I would argue I would eat the cheese and chive hot cross bun. Oh, now that's even worse. That is even worse. So How? When, that's un Australian. So when I see all the controversy online and I'm reading the comments and people are like accusing this chef of being like sacrilegious, all this crazy stuff. You want to stir the pot and put a comment saying, you know what? That looks delicious. That looks delicious. I I should have put You know what? You're probably the same kind of person that seems like pumpkin and poppy seeds in a a, a scone or something and says, Oh, I love that. Of course you do. Of course you do. Yeah. The funny thing is, producer Jack wasn't sure how this segment was going to run. I think it's gone pretty well. Yeah. This is the same person who decides to put peanut butter and banana on <laughs> toast, everybody. Can you question her decision-making when it comes to food? No. Sounds like a delicacy. This is Nicole Miller. Are you kidding? <laughs> Carl and Catherine driving you home for your Friday on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. You're right. I am. I am saying, are you kidding me, though? Wasn't given warning, but it's all right. Sorry? I... It sounded like you were mumbling then. It's fine. Anyway, let's carry on. Let's carry on. Have you had a choc cross bun before you came in? Because I'm convinced that you have. Did you just call it a choc cross bun? Because that's that... genius. Is that actually what it's called? Yes. That's what I've seen it <laughs> sold as well. Is it not being called that before? I've, I don't know. I As I said, I'm very new to the hot cross bun game. So I'm, that's I've got what a very, it's called. Very creative mind, you know. So <laughs> Head of marketing, Carl Bianco, everybody. I could be. That's very smart. They should Someday. do that if they haven't. Yeah, I reckon. Mm. Get onto it. You people out there, trademark it, hashtag it, bloody good. Look, I want to talk about the worst thing that ever happened to you at school. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, bit of a change of pace. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> You're probably wondering why. Mm-hmm. I, I actually cannot believe Well, I, yeah, that this happened. It was alleged to have happened. Unconfirmed reports this happened from a school in regional mm-hmm. Victoria. They asked all the male students... To stand up and apologise for mistreatment of women. Are you serious? That's amazing. I'm 100% serious. No, it's not right. Wow. Because there, the, the way it's gone about, they've gone about it is they've asked students, be them good students or bad students, to stand up and, and, and like be shamed. But are they at a high school? But the thing is, though, are they asking them to apologise on a personal note or just in general? Because if I understand the no, sense, it's, it's not a personal. It's not like, hey, little Johnny, I've heard you've been getting around the traps. You need to stand up in front of the whole school. No, but what I'm saying though is, when each male has had to stand up, it's, it's like, not from them personally doing something. It's as a sentiment, as a caucus. Yeah, the whole male student population yeah. of this school has stood up in front of the rest of the school. And had to, like, be shamed and... I would say it's shaming, though. I would say that it's more considering everything that's going on at the moment. It's more of a sentiment saying, you know, that's not what we're being brought up to be. I, I, and I get that. You know what I mean? I like, think that should just be generally cu- encouraged in any school, be it, a, a, you know, a co-ed school or a same-sex school. Uh, what do they call it? It is a same-sex school. That's yeah. right. Because I, I think education is very important. When it comes to these mm-hmm. things, I think I'm not saying that there necessarily has been a lack of education, but there probably could always be room for more. Yeah, well, I think the thing is with everything that's going on at the moment, it's proven that there hasn't been it hasn't been as enforced as probably it should be. Mm. 
and maybe this is a step in the right direction. So I don't think it's a bad thing what's happened. Although the school has come out and apologised for it because okay. it was a very obscure sort of thing to do because it was a, an assembly sort of moment. And so they weren't aware or there was no context no, There was no, like, there was no notification that, oh, this okay. is what the men, the male yeah. population of this school has to do, we're going to be doing. It yeah. was just thrown on them, like, stand up. Okay, this is the men standing up to apologise. It's, it's like, yeah. Allegedly, as I said, it might add, but it has blown up around the country and even the world. It's made world news. Really? Like this. Wow. Like, yeah. Rather interesting. Anyway, can you think, is there anything? Look, I mean, not, it's a bit of a weird uh, jump from not, that. Not to that same scale, but I mean, I remember this one time where we had to sort of be closed in our classrooms or uh, particular areas of the school because a lady drove into the school. You're kidding. You no, know, I'm serious. See, my first week at high school. We never got the full story, by the way. Oh No, see, my first week at high school. And bearing in mind at the time, being year seven, you wouldn't know what's going on. Mm. We were walking through the canteen quadrangle and there was this really cute boy, which was quite confusing. No, wait for it. Wait for it. Can you say that? No, because what happened was everyone was like, that's really confusing because it's an all-girls school. Still. Anyway, a couple of days later. He was a boy. That same boy that we saw fell off the roof in front of everybody and was on the ground. Everyone freaked out. People ran outside. No one told us that they were filming City Homicide in our school. God. It was a dummy body that fell off the roof. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You cannot make this up. That is exactly what happened. How does that happen? How do you not get a newsletter or something coming out? They at forgot the to tell us. Oh, so just a dead body. So what, it suddenly like made a, a lot body. of sense why there were so many cameras in the school as well. But as a year seven, you're like, oh, oh my goodness. What do you think? You were just on Big Brother all of a sudden, school well, edition. It, no one like questioned it. It was really weird Like because you were so into year seven orientation, you know? This is reception. Don't be alarmed, but a body just fell off the roof. You don't even want to know what they did in the um in the tech rooms. My goodness. Oh, so were you so the... What happened? Were pedestal drills was... involved? Yeah, it was actually. Oh. That's what happened in the scene. When you watched it back, my goodness, they were able to do some amazing things with the actual filming of it. But yeah, so that was probably one of the weirder things that's happened. A friend of mine also got struck in the neck by a boomerang. What? Have I never told you this story? No. Yeah, that happened. That was bad. Tell us more. I'm intrigued now. Your school sounds so... No, this was my other school. This is primary school now. Oh, okay. Um, Big difference. A boy in our class went on a trip to the Northern Territory and came back with a souvenir and they didn't realise until after my friend was struck across the neck with it that it wasn't a figurine. Oh, it was a real one. That sounds like one in my primary school, the first primary school I was at. I throw a vortex in the courtyard. Oh, yeah, different thing. Very different thing. Because obviously boomerangs though, are used to kill. Is it though? If you throw it hard enough. Yeah, um, Claire couldn't attend any swimming lessons for weeks. She oh. had a bandage on her neck. It was like a full thing. Jeez, but I should have brought a boomerang to school. <laughs> I never did. Thankfully. No, no one did. It was just a toy that he brought back from his trip. He didn't realise it would do such damage. I brought a didgeridoo back once. I actually did. No, because I went up to an area where they sold them and they were, it was really nice. Like a, a coloured one. Mm. Very good indeed. Yeah, they've got some really cool things in those souvenir shops, don't they? They do. Yeah. No. But I never used it as a weapon. No. Like, can, <laughs> like a boomerang can be and it did yeah. hurt you a friend. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> That's a nickname I can tell you. It takes a while to shake off. And there was another time when the year 12 students, they had muck-up day. They all just... This is one of the things that happens a lot when you get Mm -hmm. to that age. Schools allow muck-up days, but ours got banned at our school. They just... After what happened to this year 12 cohort, a couple of years older than me, they dressed up in uniforms. They went out onto the local oval... And they were sculling two litres of milk. Mm. And that went down really well. They had a little bonfire. <gasps> In the middle of your school? I think it was a flare or something. They let it off and it, <laughs> it was a little fiery patch on the little oval that we had. Amazing. We didn't have a big enough oval as it was. Yep. And then they've gone and wrecked more of the grass. Well, there you go, Bayside 0404000736. What happened in your school? Yeah. Let us know. What was the worst thing that you ever encountered in school? It's been a long news week. It has. It's been a little bit happening. One of the most funniest things I've heard. Well, it's not so funny for the people involved, but it is kind of funny when you when you hear more and more details coming out about what's happened. This massive cargo ship has gotten stuck right smack bang in the middle of the Suez Canal. Oh no. Yes. Now, 
us Aussies have taken it quite well because somebody on social media decided to Photoshop this this cargo ship underneath the Montague Street Bridge. Oh, God. This is... See, that's not a situation you can call the RACV for. No, it's not. It's like literally stuck on sand in the middle of the Suez Canal. And there's about 180 ships that are trying to get past it. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, that's a rough day. Very, very rough day. And to make things even worse, this is the humorous part about it, right? They've looked at the map of (laughs) where this cargo ship, what direction it's gone in. And let's just say it's formed the shape of something that... Uh, oh, no. Yeah, they've, they've formed... <laughs> Way to kick someone while they're down? Well, yeah. Instead of being sand deep, some would say they're mm. something else deep. Um, um, I've got a question, though. <laughs> please. How do you resolve that issue? Like that's A lot a, of tugging. That's a big ship. It is. Like, it's a you... large ship. How do you fix With that? With a lot on it. Like, that's not a control-alt-delete fix. It is not. It's far from it. Do they it. actually have to come up with a plan to fix it? <laughs> I think like, Is there a procedure for this? A lot of tugging. There's a lot of tugboats that are on the outside of this large cargo trying to pull it. Oh, my God. Because it's stuck. When you, sometimes when you pull it hard, you just you can't fix it. You, you, in this situation, it's sunk. That ship has sunk. Well Literally. and truly. Oh, my god! It's wedged. Imagine. It's wedged in and it's not coming out. Imagine when that crew get back to the office after that. They're like, hey, guys, how was everybody's weekend? Guess what I did today? Oh, you know, I got stuck. Are they still stuck? I couldn't pull it out. Are they still stuck? It's still stuck. How many days has it been? It's been a fair few. And they're stuck on the boat. To- oh, imagine the energy on that boat. <sighs> like two hours with the two of you is enough for me. Imagine if we were stuck on a boat together. I don't think I could live with myself. Imagine the tension on that boat. That is not the love boat, I can tell you right now. There would be no love on that boat. <sighs> not in any way, is shape, or form. Is that the point where you just jump on LinkedIn and find a new job? <laughs> <laughs> like You just hope there's reception but out there. But what about the, like... tug- the tuggers that are trying to pull it? I'm a professional tugger. Yeah, that's... um. <laughs> there was literally... I saw the footage of this cargo ship. There was about 10 either side. Aww. Tug ships. Tugging away, trying to pull this big cargo ship out of the Suez Canal. Yeah, but... It's supposed to be the easy way through to the other side, but it's not. I've got another question you're not the one to ask. What would the invoice be for getting the people to get the boat out? I hate to think. Because that's a lot of vessels that they're bringing in to deal with this. (laughs) It is. What a mess. Oh, I'd hate to be. If I was the boss, I'd be like, everybody, you're swimming back. (laughs) I'm not paying for this. Adopt the the Dory logic. Just keep Keep swimming. swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Maybe it's like Madagascar. This is their new life now. They're going to run into a um, lima. (laughs) Yeah. The ship's going to actually sink. Because unfortunately, that boat can't move it, move it. That's fair to say. That boat's not rocking. I'd love to know, though. When do you get stuck? <laughs> yes, when you've got yes, stuck. Yes, I love this segment. I love getting stuck. Did anyone pull you out of the situation you found yourself in? Because that's generally the way you come out. You get pulled. Yeah. Yeah. It's never good. It's not, no. See, the, the worst place I ever got stuck was in a sort of, what do you call them? Park. <laughs> I got stuck in a park. But I managed to pull myself out, so it was a good outcome. Good work. It was, you didn't have to get all these people to come and help you. I out. was I was that far away from getting like fireys to come what? and save me. I was weird. It was like a. It, it How was many not good. Times did the poor fire department have to go out to things like that? You're like, oh, or were you conditioned as a kid not to put your finger down the drain because it would get stuck? No. And on the news, there'll be all these stories all the time. Maybe it was my parents. It was the same news story, and they just kept reiterating, "Don't put your finger down the plug." No, the you one get your finger stuck in the fire is would have to come and fix it. The one that I always remember hearing about when I was younger is, "Don't swallow those little batteries." You know, the silver ones that you put into your the remotes for like roller doors and stuff like that. Yep, they are deadly. They are extremely deadly. They can do a lot of damage. Oh yeah. <laughs> just... go. If you take anything away from today, <laughs> don't get those. Sw- yeah. Yeah. At yep. all. No.
Uh, oh. Anyway, when did you get stuck base? I would love to know. That was the worst place I've ever got stuck in. That's a bad day at work, though. I and, feel sorry for and that. And the worst bit about it as well, it wasn't even a local park. It was up in Queensland. Oh, we're still talking about you. I went back to the boat. Oh. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I do have compassion for you getting stuck in a park, but this is a little bit of a different level to the boat and the crew that are stuck out in open sea. Are you sure about that? I'm, yeah. I'm beginning to think otherwise. What was the worst place you ever found yourself stuck in? And did you get help? Did you get pulled out? Let us know. It's Carl and Cassin here for you Friday on Southern FM. Those boats, they keep on tugging that boat stuck in the Suez Canal. Thank God for them. Maybe they'll tug them out. Well, we'll hope. Here's to hoping. We've spoken on the show a few times about morning routines and the habits that we get up to. You alluded to one of mine earlier this week. Do you shower front ways or back ways? Oh, don't start. This has been a debate. And I have said, as we've discussed on this show before... But I'm serious. Do you, which way? You have to face away because it breaks the cuticles in your face. The hot water jets actually break the cuticles in your face. So frontwards? Mm-hmm. You have to. Not backwards? No. You have to be facing away from the shower head. What if I said, I do both? You will be breaking your skin. <laughs> your moisturizer's doing nothing. Oh, I'm stressed for you. <laughs> that explains a lot. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let's get back on track. Um... So, obviously, we've talked about our routine several times, but somebody else's routine has popped up this week, and everyone is just obsessed. It goes, I don't know if anyone's heard of the name Orlando Bloom. Very famous actor. Who next? Engaged to Katy Perry. And over the last few years, old mate Orlando has really gone on a spiritual journey, Bianco. He's really bloomed. He has, well and truly. And... He did an interview with a publication, which came out this week, documenting exactly what he gets up to in the morning and what his routine is, and it's raised some eyebrows. Now, I've got it here. Was and it famous? It's it's very... No, it's not. It's actually a highbrow publication. No uh, offense, okay. famous. Okay. But it's very highbrow. Um, so, because you are skeptical of my routine with my breakfast and stuff, I think I'm going to read out what Orlando does, and I want you to react as naturally as you can, Okay. This is your first instinct. Mm. So in the morning, Orlando wakes up at 6.30. And the first thing he does is he picks up his phone. I've gotten into that lately too. Yeah. Yep. So far, so good. And he evaluates his sleep tracking app to see how he slept. Don't have one of those. Okay. He then goes and checks in on his and Katie's daughter, Daisy, who's seven months old. It's not Katie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. You're right. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> Stop living in the past. <laughs> I had a moment. I thought, and oh, it's Catherine. No, it's not. What? I wish. Her name was Catherine Hudson. Well, it, it still is. Well, yeah, but. That didn't change. I thought you meant that me and all that. Anyway, back on track, back on okay, track. Okay, not... get to it. So then he get, he does eye gazing with baby Daisy for 20 minutes where he just stares deep into her eyes. Does it help the bloom in the morning or? Stop with the puns. They're not funny. Then. Does it help him blossom? Still not good. So he eye gazes with Daisy. Then he, a tissue, a tissue, they all fall. That's down. not gazing. He's oh. staring into her eyes. No songs. Gazing. Twenty minutes. Okay. Then he chants for thirty. Oh, so he does sing something. Not to Daisy. This is a separate part of his oh, routine. So it's a he bit then like, puts Daisy back down. Mm-hmm. Let's not go mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Then Bianca, no? this is okay. something you'll be interested in. He has his version of coffee. Which is called brain, long black? No, brain oh. octane. Okay, so we're not on par here, Orlando. I'm sorry. So, which is brain octane? Everyone's like, well, what is that? It is a fat source from coconut, which is apparently really good for your brain because he's not having dairy, he's not having caffeine. There's fat in coconut. Yeah, it's fatty acids, like that's, in avocados. That's news to me. It's nutrition. Is it in coconut milk? No, because it's been taken out. Right. You need to read Orlando's book. And he combines that with green powders and makes like a smoothie hybrid. And that's his inverted commas coffee. Okay. He then goes for a hike. And sometimes when he goes on that hike, because he's vegan most of the time, but he likes a cheeseburger. Sometimes when he goes up on Sorry, that hike. you're not a vegan if you eat a cheeseburger. No, well, this is the thing. Every morning, if there's a cow on the top of the hill, he will admire the cow's beauty and he will remain vegan. And he won't slip. When he slips, it's when the cows aren't on the hill. He then comes back and spends the rest of his days reading um, scripts. He also obviously has his Amazon deal. So he only works exclusively with Amazon now. I'm just curious. You know how you said he goes for a hike? Does he have, does he wear headphones when he hikes? Is there anything that says that? We don't. Oh, no, he did. He actually said he listens to Nevada every time he hikes. Oh, He's very specific. Really? Because I don't think, this doesn't sound like Nirvana. (laughs) 
Yeah, so he listens to Nevada, then he comes home and reads scripts and then visualizes characters for himself with his Amazon deal. The most interesting thing in all of this, though, Orlando, even though he's in quarantine still, he will never wear tracksuit pants. He has to always wear, he'll wear a tracksuit top, but he finds that it disrupts from his rhythm if he's wearing anything other than actual work pants. So he does all of this in work pants. Okay. What a morning routine. really engaged me. I feel so much better having heard that routine. How incredible is it? I think I, I'm going to dream about it tonight, actually. Well, I hope you check your um, app in the morning to see how much sleep you got. Yeah, I've got to add that to my list. I've got to add coconut fat as well. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really not living without a bit of coconut fat, I reckon. Yeah, I need brain octane, thank you. That's no, the official term. Well, you said coconut fat, so I'm going with coconut fat. And I don't think I'm living without a hike. So I think, Jack, I've got to go for a hike from now on. You've retained a lot of information. I'm impressed. I've really learnt a lot today, yeah. I feel. That's probably the most I've ever paid attention to what I you're know. saying. I know. You could tell you were engaged in what I was saying. I'm really glad that so I So there can... you go, guys. If anyone was wondering what Orlando Bloom's busy doing in his day, it's all those things. I need to get the chanting in my life, I reckon. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing that I didn't mention then that I forgot about and I think I've got to add. There you go. I think a lot of people are going to appreciate that. What a beautiful day. Why not? So anyway, here's a song. <laughs> this is Gigi Nicostino. Beautiful day here on Southern FM. Be more like Bloom. I think that's the message we got out of that. Now, fellas, I've got some news for you. Fellas? Yes, specifically okay. the fellas out there. 75% of people surveyed in a survey where 2,000 people were a part which 2,000 people were a part of. And survey says... Survey says that 75% of people that were surveyed prefer dad bods over fit, Ken, doll-type looking men. That's a good story for a lot of people. Yeah. But that seems to be the trend at the moment, actually, now that you bring it up. Three in four people like a good dad bod. Because a few years ago, Hollywood, all it was was a six-pack. And these poor male actors had to, like, work out a couple of hours a day and only eat, like, the egg whites and be on an all-protein diet. This is good news. Yeah, but I just... I think there's too much of an emphasis on guys should be looking like, you know, Barbie Ken dolls. Well, what about or... girls? There's too much pressure on everybody in life. I think you just need to be you. You know what I mean? Like, just, it doesn't matter what size you are, it's the person you are on the inside. But I think the worst thing that happens when you're younger is you sort of, to to fit in, you almost, you have to feel like you have to look like other people a lot. Yeah, and particularly with social media too, there's so many people that you, the comparison thing is so much more prevalent now than it's ever been. I know more than anybody, right, what it's like to go from fat to skinny to fat again, okay? It's not a great thing. It happens in life, though. A lot of people go through fluctuations in life. Oh, yeah. Some people are really skinny. And the thing is, metabolism plays a big role oh, in it, too. Oh, yeah, it's as not well. fair. You've got to... I, I, in the time I've known you, I've never seen you notice you ever put on a lot of weight or be very skinny. You've always looked healthy. Thank you. So has Jack. <laughs> Did you say I never have looked very skinny? No, I wasn't implying that you've ever been fat. I'm just messing with you, I know. Come on. I was trying to be nice. Every time I try to be nice, I always have it turned on me. No, no, no. But yeah, the thing is, appearances, I just feel like it's 2021. Who cares anymore? That's the one thing I was going to get at. It turns out, doesn't matter if you're fat or you're skinny, your personality doesn't change. And the thing is too, as you get older, the more you realise at the end of the day, everyone only cares about what they're doing. You know what I mean? You're so worried that you go out somewhere and you're like, oh my gosh, my eyeliner is not right. Everyone's going to judge me. Everyone's focusing on themselves. It's always about what's inside, not on the outside. That's it. You know, if your hair's sticking up like a pig's backside or whatever, it's acceptable these days. It's fine. Yeah. It's all good. I have that happen to me a lot. I can't help it. When he's blonde, guys. Uh, now, come on. This was not an opportunity to go down that path and say that blondes do it best. Okay, they probably do. But you just make sure you strip that right out of you in the morning. If 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 that's the way we're going today, you're going to say that blondes do it best, then I'm happily going to say I'm a blonde. As a room, oh no, producer Jack's got blondish tendencies. See, he, no, he's he's different again. I he's like, got like the sandy brown, but it looks darker here. But in real life, it's more blondy. 
Yeah, but if I go in the sun and I come in here during a sunny day, all yeah. of a sudden I'm blonde. See, I'm just an internal blonde, guys. I'm actually worried. I just, if I'm, I was blonde, would be in a real trouble. I'm a little concerned that I'm going grey. Really? Yeah. You think you're going salt and pepper already? Well, if I look at my latest photo that I put on the socials, if I look closely, I know, I, it's kind of just that's the a lighting. Filter, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. We see you on those filters, Bianca. I don't put too much filter on my just photos. Just a touch. Just a tad. But everybody puts filters oh, these yeah. days. You know? I mm-hmm. don't Photoshop myself. No, that's too far. That is way too far. Some people go to the extremes. They're like, oh, I look a bit fat in that photo. Mm-hmm. I'm going to shave off a bit of a couple of chins off my face. Yeah. I've, no. never, I've never done that at all. I wouldn't know what you're talking about. Nah. It seems too difficult, to be honest. It is. It's a lot of effort. But even trying to find a good filter when the lighting's not quite oh. right in a photo. Too hard. It is. It I really think is. we should just get rid of the filters. When did life get so hard? That's it. The technology's meant to make things easier, all the more difficult. I agree with that. Boom. There we go. Go back to books. Let's get wind-up cameras again. Everyone get a watch back on their wrist. Polaroids. Yes. Get normal watches. They are good for you. All right, Bianco, you got to take that smart watch off now. Fine, I'll do it. He's not no, doing it. No, I, I like it a little bit too much, actually. <laughs> and it comes in handy, too, for formal events, because I had a formal event a couple of weeks ago, and the theme was gold and black. Yeah. And I was able to find a different watch head for my smartwatch yeah. where I could change it to gold and black. Oh, see, I thought you were going to say that you were texting people saying, get me out of here. Well, that too. Uh, That's the only time no. I think there would be a good use no, of a smartwatch. I actually had an enjoyable night. I want to put that on the record. It was not one of those moments where I wanted to get out of there very quickly. Oh, good. It was nice. It's nice when you go out and enjoy yourself. Yeah. That's what we need to do. We need to enjoy ourselves a lot more as well. Exactly. And don't worry about what's on the outside because it doesn't matter. Exactly. But three and four people out there that were surveyed suggested that dad bots are okay. And good on them. That, well, is... thank you for coming to our TED Talk, everybody. <laughs> You'll be able to find it on the um, YouTube page later. <laughs> Imagine us doing a TED Talk. My goodness, what a mess. You know what I'm really glad about, though? What? This has just come out after I've joined a gym again. I've joined a gym. My right. I'm going to try and get rid of some excess. For a man with so many watches, your timing's always a bit off. I know. Isn't it? I'll learn someday. Well, maybe you never learn. Maybe maybe I'll never learn. It's Carl and Catherine here for your Friday on 88.3 Southern FM. Dad bods? Thoughts? Yay? Nay? I think yay. Three and four other people out there think so as well. It's dry for your Friday. It is. Also known as Friday Drive. Also known as Carl and Catherine. We're one of many, many names. I'm Carl. I might be Catherine. Mentally, I'm here, maybe. Physically. It might be you. Oh, I can't wait for that to come back. Anyway, speaking of um, The Bachelor, Bianco, a couple... <laughs> that wasn't what I was referring to. Oh, I'm a celebrity. Yeah, it is true. I'm sorry. All the realities are blending into <laughs> one. Don't start me on maths, because I will. Oh, I missed the last night. Oh, you need to catch up. I do. Oh, you need to catch up. Well, I did look good. Booker and Brett. Oh, full on. Anyway, back on track. So, a couple Bianco have been left disappointed on their wedding day after their cake arrived, looking a little bit different to what they were expecting. That never happens. Now, you see, what has happened here is it appears when ordering said cake online that they hit the wrong button. And so they've gone and put in the order message saying, please, no inscription on the cake. They got this beautiful vanilla buttercream wedding cake. Beautiful. And don't tell me. And in the notes, they put no inscription, please. Unfortunately, they also clicked the button saying, please inscribe this. On the wedding cake, it arrived on the day at the venue. No inscription, please. No inscription, please. On the front of it. Huge, right? Huge letters. And it was their wedding day. They couldn't do anything about it, so they had to use it. I'd hate to think what's going to happen with their uh, <laughs> their marriage. No inscription, please. <laughs> but the best part is, is at the time they didn't realize that they made this error. So then they've passive aggressively jumped on the socials and said, look what happened to us on our wedding day. And the company that was responsible for no inscription, please, clapped back. And said, you actually, on the order, clicked a button. They said, no, we didn't. Okay. So, they put their receipt up on the on the internet. Yeah, I think to myself, surely the company sees that and thinks, 
it's an error. Maybe I should, we should contact, call them yeah. Just to make sure. Just to make sure. Or if there was any uncertainty between the lovely couple, why didn't they <laughs> contact said K Company and say, look, I don't know whether or not we did this or not, but we want to just double check with you to see whether or not we wrote a message or we instructed you not to write a message and you're going to write that message. You really hope that like either side of the broom and uh, broom, wow, the gri- the <laughs> the broom and gride. The bride and groom didn't say into the universe as they're walking down the aisle, I'm, please give me a sign that I'm not doing the wrong thing. And I'm, on the cake, it literally says no. I'm beginning to think that you were the person that wrote the message on the cake. It seems to be. It seems to be. All signs are pointing that way. That is... Was I this just, like an ex of yours? Were you trying to get back at them? Or? I'm not getting married anytime soon, I must say. Um, so I'm not involved in the cake process. There's a revelation, guys. She'd make a good mummy, but at quarter to six on Friday, the 26th of March, she's not getting married anytime soon. So, fellas, let's... <laughs> Just watch me now. Guys, you wouldn't believe it. No, I'm joking. That's not going to Or women. I don't know. No. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it at all, hence why I brought it up. Exactly. It's, it's fine. But, yeah, um... But that inscription on the cake? No inscription, not so fine. please. I love the fact they even asked nicely, please. Can I do a speech at your wedding? No. Yeah. Inscription, please. <laughs> That's what I want to say. No. It, my request, actually, I will say to my husband to be, when he asks me who's going to MC the wedding, I will say anyone but. Because it would just be you roasting me at my own wedding. It would almost be a married at first sight. Jack, put your hand down. You would also not be allowed. <laughs> actually, I'd love to see <laughs> Jack do a speech. Jack would be so nice up to a point. And then he would just, and then knowing Jack, he would then turn around and say, and also, not a big fan of the dress, just to really rub the salt in it. It's like, why Why'd you wear a suit for? <laughs> oh, like a Sarah Jessica Parker moment. That'd be iconic. You might do that. That would be cool. See, now I'm trying to inspire your life choices. <laughs> That's going down real well. Yeah, nah. <laughs> I'm actually being a... Um, Pass. <laughs> no, I'm actually um, in a wedding in a couple of months' time. I'm bridesmaid. I'm in an engagement party less than a month. Invited? Yeah. Yeah, you're not in the bridal party, sorry. No, I'm going to be the best man, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> One of them. You can't have a few best men. Well, yeah. That's an Olivia Newton-John movie. <laughs> ah, well, it's a real-life scenario as well. I'm not going to delve into it, but it'll happen someday. No wonder someday. you're buying so many watches. Really? Is that what you should... That is, I, I, I take that personally, actually. I want, I need your support and help, and that's how you're going about it. Thanks. I feel really valued by you now. Uh, We've been together for five years. You know what? This is actually goals, I think. To those people who <laughs> got that inscripted on their cake, this is what happens when you reach five yeah. marks of five <laughs> marks, five years. <laughs> Any kind of relationship. This it, it just, it just dies. Oh, this is Callum Scott for your Friday. This will be a mood picker up or <laughs> What's the worst amount of pain you've ever found yourself in? Ooh, like, I mean, I did stand on glass this morning, so that well, was fun. That would have been painful. Mm. Yeah, I've had stitches before. Didn't None. you only have, like, two stitches? None too tragic. <laughs> two tragic stitches? Wow. You know, some people have, like, 40 in one go. You have two tragic I've stitches. Touch wood. <gasps> what? If we go on the comedy circuit, can that be our name? <laughs> Two stitches. Two tragic stitches. <laughs> that could just, yeah. That's... That, Jack, work on the podcast immediately. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for that. That's that's great. You know, I just always like to be brainstorming, you know. Yeah, well, <laughs> the largest earthworm ever has been removed from... No. People might be having their pre-dinner Well, snacks. I did say to you, I earthworm? don't know. Earthworm? What do you mean earthworm? Actu- an actual earthworm? Like an actual or... worm, like a tapeworm was. Okay, yes, that's not an earthworm. Well, it's. Earthworms are like in compost. Somewhat similar. I, oh, I thought that was a picture Jack was showing me. Have a look. Have, have a look for yourself. Oh, Jack's already workshopped the podcast idea. What? Two tragic stitches. Tagline, we'll leave you in stitches. That's why we have him as our producer. But there's too many stitches in stitches. Well, there's two of us. Can't anyway, give me some... Stitch. Back to the worms. <laughs> this person had... And I apologise if you are about to get stuck into your Friday night meal. But had a lot of 
flatulence and couldn't quite work out what was going on. No, no, no. Went no. to their doctor and the doctor said, you've got a tapeworm in a place that you shouldn't have. They apparently do a lot of damage, tapeworms, because well, it's one worm. This particular one, I believe it was around 26 no. metres long. Nope. It was quite long. Like, that's not something you want to find in an... In places within your body. Remember when there were those rumours going around in Hollywood that celebrities were getting them injected into them so they could stay skinny? Oh, that was oh, a g- legitimate rumour that used oh, to go around. Disgusting. No. Yeah. No, no, no. They are not good. No. Because they can like mess with your blood and everything. Strip oh. all the good nutrients out of your blood. Well, no, thanks. Any kind of worm. I don't like, I've never liked worms. I only like the dance move, the worm. That's the only worm I'll accept. I don't know why you like that. You've never been good at it. Yeah, I actually had a dance class once where we had to do it. Nearly broke my entire face. So <laughs> I appreciate it from a distance. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You do appreciate a lot of things from a distance. <laughs> well, that dance, some dance moves. Yeah. Sometimes you just say, you know what? That's beyond what I am able to achieve. I'm just going to let that just live, you know? Unlike if- a tapeworm. Get that out. You know as well, I think I've said this before. I don't know if I have said this before. And don't tell me you've got a tapeworm because that's too no. far. <laughs> Do you want to say? No, 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 I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, I would never. never. I don't, as I said, I don't like worms. But touch wood, I've, I've never, <laughs> bro- I've never had a tapeworm, and I've never broken a body, broken a body, <laughs> broken <laughs> a bone in my body. Too many bees. <laughs> I'd be a bit concerned if you had broken a body. No, I'm the same, actually. Again, touch wood. I haven't broken anything. You I, would, I'm amazed I haven't, considering who I am as a person. I've always been a little sus about my right ankle. Because <laughs> okay. I did have an incident downstairs once. I'm not talking like a full flight of stairs. I didn't just go, oh, there's a pair yeah. of stairs there, and I've done a 360 turn. None of that. No, <laughs> stairs. I have fallen down many a flight of stairs in my time. Never broken anything. You followed me or you followed? I've fallen myself. Oh, you've fallen. <laughs> I thought you said I followed you. I followed you down the stairs. No, there hasn't been many instances where no. we've, we're We're very lucky here at 88.3. There's no stairs. Well, there's a couple of steps out the front. Yeah, and every every time you that, have to really Notice how think. I walk down the ramp. <laughs> you do, actually. I just like going that way. It's a lot safer than walking <laughs> down steps. Otherwise, he has to put his crash helmet on. <laughs> well, yeah. Elbow things. Yeah. I do. Anyway, that's the end of the show. <laughs> Would you really just end a show like this? Yep. It's been an interesting two hours, guys. Um, there's been a lot, a lot of ground covered. Yes, a lot and a lot and a lot. Um, Never that, short of any. That's it. Coverage. Have a lovely weekend, you particularly, Bianco. You actually have a weekend off. Hey, very thank jealous. you. It's going to be nice. Nice to just do nothing. Imagine the spring in your step you're going to have Monday morning when you walk in. I should be rather refreshed. Mm-hmm. I'll be disappointed if I'm not. Yeah. I look forward to seeing you then. Yeah. Take care, guys. Have a great weekend. It's going to be good fun on Monday. Uh, Could you say it a little bit more lively? It's going to be good fun on Monday. (laughs) Take care. Bye. (laughs) We'll see you on Monday. We think George is up after six o'clock. We'll find out after then. Until then, see you later. No? Okay. Oh, bye. (laughs) (laughs) This has been Friday Drive. Drive with Carl and Catherine on 88.3 Southern FM.